0: Oh, what's going on everybody? Welcome to episode 526 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host Christian Piles, joined as always by Stephen Kyle Brackey, and today, a very special day for Flow Wrestling Radio Live. We have a very special guest on. He defeated every champion from every organization the sport of mixed martial arts has ever seen and retired from the octagon as the biggest draw and the industry's highest-paid athlete of all time. From Westland, Oregon, Chael P. Sonnen, how are you? Me?
1: I'm great. I'm happy to be talking to you. What's up, fellas?
0: Not much, man. We got. uh, I guess we both have some big weekends coming up. We're gearing up for our Saturday event, uh, Date Chimizo. Uh, that's why Ben is off the show because he's headed our way right now, and that's why we had to have a a replacement like no other, Chael Sonnen. You're you're in uh, Connecticut right now for the Bellator fight.
1: Yeah, Bellator's going on this weekend. I mean, we got all sorts of fights going on, but for the wrestling world, Aaron Pico uh, making his return after a little while. So uh, yeah, good good weekend.
0: Excited for that. Excite- Pico is someone that I think we have a, a special, the, the wrestling community is just drawn to because of how great he was at wrestling. And then there's just so much mystery and he's so young, still at the sport. What are your thoughts on Pico, his progression? Obviously, it wasn't the start to his career that a lot of people anticipated, probably Aaron himself. What are your thoughts on Aaron right now as a prospect?
1: Yeah, he's incredible. Look, if he was a stock, I would, I would go all in. And I was just talking to him yesterday. I asked him about wrestling. You know, you can't talk to Pico with the Olympics a year away and not ask him, hey, man, are you thinking about coming back? Is there any chance you're going to go to the trials? And there's not, by the way. Disappointingly, there's not. He's mm. all in on MMA. I think largely having some of the bad luck, not having all the results and not quite living up to the expectations, um, it's really – it's really drawn him to it you know he moved he's out in albuquerque now with the great jackson camp he's been there for a while but he's out there now and he's fully committed so unfortunately we're not going to see him uh we're not going to see him wrestle again i really think that
0: yeah i mean it's a it's a big what if because the guy made the olympic trials finals to the and lost barely to a guy that got fifth at the olympics frank monero at 18 years old kind of unprecedented so he'd really be hitting his stride right now if he was in wrestling but Obviously, he'd always had his eyes on, on MMA all along, so excited to watch him. Is he a pretty big favorite in this fight? No, he's not. I mean, he, he is the favorite he's expected to win. You know, Pico's had the worst luck in fighting. I
1: mean, I, I really don't know of anybody that's a better fighter that isn't undefeated. I mean, it, it always shocks me anytime I'm talking about Pico or doing an announcement on Pico, and i got to admit that he's lost a fight before or a couple of fights before. It always surprised me because he's so talented, but, you know, he does fight a little bit reckless. Uh... He's a wrestler. He's a wrestler, but he fell in love with his hands. I think we've seen a few guys do that, and he goes out there and he boxes, and that's just a risky game. If he just went out and tackled everybody and got him on the ground and kept him there, the way he's conditioned, the way he's a natural competitor, I, I, I think he'd be uh, unblemished right now. But I'm sure everybody can say that about their career. But for Pico specifically, he's a wildly talented guy that's got a couple of losses that, you know, in all fairness, if he could redo, I, I don't believe that he would have.
0: Yeah. Um Let's catch up with you a little bit. What, what are the things you've been up to recently? You've got a podcast. You're all over the place. You're doing Bellator. You've got your YouTube channel. What, what is Chael up to these days?
1: I'm bored, man. You know, I am so bored. There's nothing to do, and there's nobody to do nothing with. I've watched every television show there is. I'm on a new series. Actually, I'm on a new series called uh, Sneaky Pete. Which I rather enjoy. I don't know. I don't know how much I enjoy it, but when you're all out of options, I've watched everything. I'm bored. I'm tired of being inside. This is my first time out. I'm at uh, Bellator. First time, you know, traveling since the, the pandemic hit. And I'm excited for this. They got all sorts of rules on us. pile. We got um, I've already done two COVID tests. I have one more today just to be able to leave the hotel room to go. Uh, to the event that we're talking about and then I'm gonna fly home man, and I'm, I'm gonna get right in front of a computer. I'm gonna watch Frank versus Dake that's that's what really matters right now.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that a, a little bit. Yeah, let's
1: talk about that. Why <laughs> don't we talk about that?
0: Let's do. Um, first what what was your gut reaction when you saw these two guys were, were gonna be wrestling July 25th?
1: Well I was fired up, you know and, and I've never met either. But Frank, you know, good for Frank. It seems like Frank never turns down a match. It seems like everything you guys throw at him, he says the word yes to. And I like that in a competitor. Um, I've liked every piece of buildup from Kyle Dake. I think Kyle Dake has quickly become the most interesting guy in wrestling, which was quite a battle when you got Pat Downey battling with him. Mean, it's quite a <laughs> battle, but I think that Dake really is a very interesting guy, not for nothing. And when you do look at that match, I mean, Dake did say one thing. If you want to get in the nuts and the bolts of the match uh, this quickly, though, Pyle, I think that Dake said one thing that really kind of hit it on the head when he called him Little Frank. I do think that Frank doesn't quite know what a big animal he's about to take on.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that is a little bit of a mind game because, you know, Frank is very much like, hey, I'm coming up to this weight class. I'm not a 79. I'm coming up here. And so it's kind of a little psychological warfare that, I think Dake's playing, calling him Little Frankie, um, talking about how small he is. And, and, you know, when you consider Kyle Dake's strength and just how, uh, what an imposing physical wrestler he is, I think maybe a little psychological warfare there. But how, how do you see this match playing out? Do you have any any bold predictions?
1: Well, you can sit around and talk about, you know, maybe Frank isn't big enough. That's a speculation at best. I mean, Frank, his entire career has done nothing but grow. So I don't know that we really know how big Frank is. Uh, in all fairness, it's look, it's a tight match. Nobody goes out there and kicks Frank's ass. That's just the truth. And nobody beats Kyle Dake unless that person is named Jordan Burroughs. That's also the truth. So I think we got a real match on our hands. I think it's going to be a little bit tactical. Uh, I think that Frank's style of being a counter-wrestler and waiting for somebody to attack him. I, well, listen, he's not going to have to wait long. Kyle Dake's coming at him. I mean, make no mistake, Kyle Dake is going to come at him. Are we get some scrambles? Is going to be some back-and-forth points? E- probably. But Dake also went through a world championship without being scored on, and he almost did it twice. Uh, he did win a, a world championship again the second year, what 4-0. I mean, the finals match, the guy didn't score. I'm just saying Kyle Dake's a really hard guy to try to counter, and if you think that you're, you're going to block him, that's a that, that's a tough game to play, man. The only guys I've ever done well with Kyle Dake were very high on offense. Frank's a little high on defense. That's that's my opinion going to the match.
0: Yeah. Now we didn't we were deprived of the Olympic trials and the Olympics this year, but did you have a, a lean for the 74 kilogram spot between Burroughs and and Dake coming into this year? Yeah, I did,
1: man. i I thought Dake was gonna beat him every every time they've wrestled. You know, oh. Dake came through the very first tournament. What was he in college or he was just one just a couple of months out of college? He comes to that tournament, he throws Burroughs in the the five-point throw that I think was re, you know, rescored as a four-point throw. But I thought that Dake had really bust on the scene. Look, history says a four-time NCAA champ beats a two-time NCAA champ. That's what history says. Jordan Burroughs says something else. But I have always thought that Dake was going to beat him. I have looked like a fool every time. I mean, Burroughs tacked him. Burroughs teched him one time in forty-one seconds, for goodness' sake. So, uh, but I've listened to what Dake said. I mean, look, Dake has always talked about this mini tournament has changed me. By the time I get to JB, I'm a different guy. Let me go in there a little bit more fresh. I'm, I, I, I'm awaiting that opportunity as a viewer. I can tell you that.
0: Yeah. Do you? What do you think about the? usa wrestling um trials process because that's been a, a big point of of contention for kyle now we have final x so even if he you make the spot or at least but it would be different for the trials but for world team you would win the the challenge tournament and then a couple weeks later do final x but what are your thoughts on how we pick the olympic team where one day you do the mini tournament and the next you do the two out of three
1: I think it's interesting. I mean, you know, I'm never one for change. I like the process and I like things to stay very traditional. But I mean, I get it. If you're specifically talking about Dake, you do have to roll the calendar back a year. I mean, don't forget, Dake wasn't going to enter the world championships and go win a gold medal for the country because he was looking forward uh, to the Olympic trials. He was going to go to 74 kilos for those trials, try to knock JB out, get a medal, get himself a better spot. In that process, I mean, I think it's relevant. They had to do something. By the way, it's interesting you bring up, uh, you know, Final X in the mini tournament piles because um, to overlook Imar just by example, there's a number of uh, of great guys, but to act as though it's a foregone conclusion that Dake is going to get through Imar, I mean, come on. A lot of guys have tried to get through Imar. It's it's not quite as easy. I definitely would not call it a foregone conclusion.
0: No, you're you're right, and he is the kind of one guy that you know when they came on on FRL a couple months ago it was like you know the whole point is like these two are going to hit at, at the trials and meanwhile Imar literally took a match from Jordan Burroughs and was seconds away from taking another one so yeah the, he's he's definitely a factor in that Well, the thing for me and i think why i allow myself to just say it's going to be burrows and dake is i just don't think imar matches up particularly well against kyle because I think he's going to need to get to his underhook and these control ties, where Jordan is not maybe as great wrestling out of those positions as Kyle will be. So I think it's a it's a stylistic thing, which is why I think I can get there with it's going to be Dake versus Burroughs. But the progression that that Imar took from one year to the next against Burroughs was astounding, and um, you know now at Oregon State with with Coach Pendleton, I'm I'm curious to see if that de- development continues. Yeah. Oh, I don't disagree with you. I think
1: that, you know, the odds makers should make that match. I, uh, But, you know, there's also when, let's say Dak and Imar match up, okay, whole tournament, go, let's say that match happens. It's one out of one. It's not a two out of three. We've yeah. seen what Imar can do. He can come out of surprise, guys. I realize that Dak and Imar have matched up before. Some people maybe aren't aware of that, but they did match up in a mini tournament a couple of years ago. One match, though, pile six minutes, I'm only suggesting for you, nothing, nothing is a foregone conclusion. I believe we're going to have that match. It's not a foregone conclusion.
0: Yeah, no, I, I can I can get with that for sure. Um, thinking of a, a, another Bellator fighter, we've got Darion the Wolf Caldwell on the card, taking on Luke Pletcher. Um we're all very, very excited for his return. He hasn't wrestled free, a freestyle match since 2012. But I'm sure you followed his career pretty closely. What are your thoughts on him stepping back into the ring?
1: Well, first off, I love it. I mean, I think it took some courage, and it also showed a major respect within the wrestling community. Okay, wrestling is one thing that if you do not do, you're not going to get better at. And taking on Luke is, look, that's a tall order, but Darien's a competitor You know, he loves to compete, and I've made a couple of those mistakes too in my wrestling career. All wrestlers will. All wrestlers will take some period of time off, return to competition, and then realize that no matter what kind of shape you're in or how many weights you're lifting or anything that you're doing that's comparable is not specifically wrestling. So, you know, Caldwell is probably going to get one of those reminders, but that's not really what this is about. Caldwell's in great shape. Caldwell loves the sport. This is a way to give back. I mean, I, I I support the entire thing, and quite frankly, at least back in 2012, he matched up pretty well with Luke.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm. Um, it, it seems to me like he's he's going to need, and he's been made no secret, like he's going to go out there looking for the pinfall. He's going to try to throw him in his bag, hit a cradle, hit a splatle mixer, or something. Um, so I, I'm I'm anticipating kind of a go for broke mentality from from Caldwell in this match.
1: Yeah, Bob, can I tell you one thing? I mean, speaking of Caldwell, I'm certainly not trying to dismiss him. I, I remember, This is the reason we're having the match. We don't really know what's going to happen. But right. one thing with the wrestlers who leave and then the wrestlers that come back and then they get, they get embarrassed. But one thing that they all do have in common that Caldwell does not have in common is they change weight classes. Caldwell's one of these guys, he hasn't gotten any bigger since college. He's competing at a lower weight now. He's competing at 135 uh, pounds now. That's very relevant because most wrestlers will leave and then they'll, they'll wrestle what we call old man wrestling where it's a strength thing and they try to get the guy in a certain position and it looks good in the practice room, but in competition, they're usually a few points behind. Caldwell's not on that level, man. Caldwell hasn't slowed down a bit. Just if you look at the number, that the scale is going to read Caldwell is ever bit in his prime I mean he's in his physical fit prime I do expect his feet to be fast. I expect his timing won't be perfect but I don't think anything's going to be bad there Caldwell has a very legitimate shot to win that to win that contest
0: yeah contrast um, the the physical challenge of a five round uh, five 25 minute fight versus a six minute match.
1: Pile, it's so difficult. You know, wrestling was the hardest sport in the world. One of the reasons that wrestlers burst out and did so well, and Dan Severn gets a lot of credit. He kind of got wrestlers started. I don't think that we knew, at least I'll, I'll personalize that. I didn't know that we knew a martial arts. I didn't know that wrestling was such a tough and effective thing. I knew it was a tough thing to do. I didn't know how it would match up with other martial arts. And, and Dan Severn broke that onto the mat. But one thing that was so difficult about wrestling is there was just nowhere to hide if you ever tried to hide they would call you stalling i mean it's against the rules to back down to shut your offense down to not stand your ground and to not be battling and pushing and pulling with a guy in fighting that isn't true you can back up all you want there is no stall calls so if you can find a place to rest go ahead and take it nobody's going to say anything so but when you do bring in the five rounds, you know, the five rounds of mixed martial arts is very difficult because you don't have an opponent who's trying to score points on you. You have an opponent who's trying to damage you and trying to hurt you. So I will just tell you, if you're talking about cardio, you're talking about the focus that you need to have and be on the entire time, uh, fighting's right up there. Fighting's is the only thing I've ever seen that, that you could even compare to being as, as difficult as wrestling.
0: Contrast your mentality you know before wrestling a big match or before a big fight how similar or different were, was your mindset
1: very very much the same you know competition was very much the same and um i suppose i loved wrestling more and i suppose i cared about wrestling more but the other side of it was uh i was younger when i wrestled i think if i had the mindset that i have now that maybe i gained through fighting some of those wrestling events and tournaments could have been more fun i've heard guys say they're having fun wrestling I admire those guys I don't know if they're lying but I never had any fun wrestling I wrestling was important to me and wrestling was necessary but fun man I never had a bit of fun That, that that was hard wrestling was very very fighting is too in all fairness but you know fighting you do it three times a year wrestling you're gonna do it five six times every tournament which was every weekend
0: yeah even didn't you headlock Tito Ortiz that had to be fun <laughs> that... Sure, you have your fun moments. You know, any, any
1: time off the mat is a fun moment. You hang out with the guys. You, you know, there's there's a real camaraderie, and there's things that I would never trade. But I don't always have to have fun. I don't mean to insult wrestling by saying it's not fun. I, I don't. I don't know that everything in life has to be fun. I think that's a bit of a weak mentality and a nuance that I hear today's kids saying, "Oh, this isn't fun." Who gives a goddamn if it's fun? Go out there and do it. What's fun got to do with it? What about your wimps. Parents, let them get away with it. Shame on you, too, parents.
0: Yeah, that's right. No child of mine is going to have fun. <laughs> if I have anything to say about it.
1: <laughs> no, hold on. Pa, you know that's not how I mean. You get to have fun, but not everything has to be fun to go do, right? You're not yeah. going to use that excuse for homework. Well, I don't enjoy math. I don't give a goddamn if you do math. Go add those numbers together. Write it down.
0: <laughs> there is a weird. No child,
1: no child of mine is going to have fun. Well done. That was good by you.
0: <laughs> no, but it but I was being of course sarcastic there but it is it's more of a thing now than I think it was <laughs> that I remember. It's just like well, I don't want him to do this because he, there's some certain aspect. There's just things that are good for you that you're not going to enjoy. So I, I definitely uh, resonate with with uh, with you on that one Chael. um okay, what do you think about this this David Taylor miles Martin match and, and miles stepping up late? to take on the number one guy in the world? Okay.
1: I have a lot of feelings on it. And there's two Miles Martins. And both Miles are very good, but one's great. One is exceptional. I mean, in all fairness, Miles will put on some different performances. And Martin's also a guy that needs a little bit of time. I mean, if, you, if you're if you a guy in wrestling that's beaten Miles, or even you wiped him out, I mean, every now and then he'll go out, he'll get beat 7-1, 7-0, just by example. But if you're one of those guys that did that and you think you could write Miles Martin off, you got the wrong Miles Martin. I mean, he's a guy that learns. He's taking notes at all times, whether it's in the practice room or whether it's in competition. He's always getting closer. And I only bring that up because, you know, Miles is in such a good position. If, if you want to do anything with an American wrestling in that weight class, you've got to get through DT. Everybody knows that. And, uh, you know, I think the fact that Miles is willing to go out there and get this feel and get this experience, I think it's very smart and I think it's very wise. I also think there's some questions around David Taylor in all fairness. He hurt his knee. He was out for a meaningful period of time. You know, it was serious enough that he had to miss a world championship, which is his life dream. And in all fairness, when a guy returns, he's got to get his feet wet too. It's not as though David Taylor is perfectly confident going into this match. I imagine he was excited. I imagine he's one of these guys that really truly does enjoy wrestling, but, uh, to take on Miles Martin, uh, that's, that's a tough night out for anybody in a worst case scenario for Martin. He's going to be taking notes. He's a detective in this match. He started to learn, uh, different things. I, I, I really respect him for, for signing up.
0: Yeah. And thinking about some other big, uh, big matchups you know, i kind of, we, we get back to the Olympic trials. I haven't got to talk with you about this since it happened, but Jaden Cox was going to go up to 97 kilograms, setting up the ultimate match him versus Kyle Snyder, one we haven't seen since 2015. Uh, What were your thoughts on on that potential rivalry getting renewed?
1: Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and I appreciate you saying renewed because let's see here, let's do the math. They wrestled at uh, Fargo in the Mm -hmm. Junior Nationals. They met up in the US Open in Mm -hmm. Las Vegas. Now, of course, we're talking two freestyle matches. Then they met up in the semi-finals at the NCAA tournament. So three matches over two styles By the way, they've traded victories back and forth. I mean, that's a huge match. I was blown away, quite frankly. I thought that was a little bit of smoke and mirrors. I thought that Jaden was going to go. I thought we are going to have an incredible match against David Taylor, a match that in all fairness needs to be redone. There was plenty Mm -hmm. of talk that still exists today from their trilogy that they had at the World Team Trial. So anyway, when he goes up and he takes on Kyle Schneider, then you get the backstory that he's going to go and do some training at Ohio State. I also really respect what Cox said. And Cox wasn't—he uh, wasn't aggressive in the least. He said, "Look, I need to be at my best. I need guys to bring it out of me. I found the guy that could bring it out of me, Kyle Schneider. So if I'm going to leave the country and a- attempt to win a gold medal, I need to be motivated before I do it. I'm going—I'm going to go up and take him on, man. I thought that was an awesome story, it's just because it was so serious, it was so sincere. Jaden Cox is just one of these really real guys. If Jaden yeah. Cox tells you I'm going after Schneider because I think he'll bring the best out of me." For anybody else, that'd be hype. For Cox, he's just telling you the answer. And I respected it. I couldn't wait for that. I still can't wait for that match.
0: Yeah, but we got to wait a little bit, but it's going to happen. Um, and that's one where there's not a probably an Imar waiting in the wings there, right? Like someone that it's just like it's been very clearly Kyle at 97 for um, the last several years. And he's not really been challenged domestically. So it's almost really a foregone conclusion that that. That's going to happen. Did you have a a lean either way? Well, yeah, I have. And, Pyle, I've gone
1: back and forth, and I'll probably go back and forth again. I mean, there's something to be said for a weight class. When Schneider's at a weight class and he's taken it over and he's put his foot down, I think that that's very real. But the other side of it is Cox really hasn't been that size in a minute. I mean, I hear – Excuse me, but I hear training stories. I, I hear when these guys are at Colorado Springs getting ready to go up to the World Championships and they're working out together. And, and I hear that it's favoring Schneider, but that's a little bit different. You know, that, uh, those 20 pounds matter. These aren't 20 pounds in the heavyweight division where you grab 20 and where you can do it. Jaden Cox is going to grab 20 pounds of steel, all right? We've all seen him. The guy looks like Mm -hmm. he was carved out of clay. He looks like a Greek god. When he gets back up to that weight class, I I do think that those matches are going to be different. And much like I was telling you about Miles Martin, where he's doing detective work. He's storing things away at all times for this, this match with David Taylor. Win or lose, but he's going to store things away. I trust that Cox did the same thing. I mean, if he was in those workouts with Schneider and he had any kind of a vision for 2020, which is now 2021, he was taking notes himself. And uh yeah, I do I do look forward to that match. I think there's something special to see there.
0: Yeah. And, and plus
1: plus Plow, to your point, if we get that match, we get that match twice in one day. At yes. least. At, at least, least twice in one day. The trials are the greatest. The trials are the greatest the greatest wrestling thing ever. Because of that reason.
0: Yes, yes. Uh that is that is the the real treat of it. Um and you know the the thing we are deprived because to have one is to not have the other. No no Jaden Cox versus David Taylor, which is as you mentioned a, a trilogy that should be renewed. It was controversial. It was close. David won handily the first one and lost two, uh, the the last two to not make the team and um, a, a crazy rivalry. And I, I think th- that's one thing that maybe wrestling needs is like the extension of these stories and these rivalries and not that it just happens one time in 2017 and then then you kiss it goodbye run it back right oh yeah hey
1: i think wrestling's doing a better job with the stories i mean uh, you know don't forget month ago four months ago the biggest match you could possibly make was schneider versus cox but now all of a sudden dake has made things uh very interesting with Burroughs. i I only offer you that by an example but there's a lot going on in these matches there's a lot going on in these athletes minds and i think it is incumbent i think it's very valuable that they come out and share it with us look you're putting your life on hold for a goal and a dream and you got another guy that's doing the exact same thing that's a very compelling story you know we don't all have to bow to each other and get along And you know let's go to the cafeteria and have dip. no man we're competing we're battling tell us what you're feeling i think that you know flow you Bader, the guys over there man you guys have done a very special job with that and these athletes shouldn't feel bad for telling their story i i I saw where dake was getting pushback on some of the comments he made about Burr. how are you gonna even push back that's called being honest that's how he feels inside and he's willing to stop his life and put everything on the line walk in front of the world in, in a singlet and go against the greatest wrestler to ever exist good for dake what's wrong with that what's wrong with him saying he wants to stab the bear good for him if that's what he wants to do
0: yeah yeah um as you, have you ever
1: thought about that pile i mean all, all these guys want to stab the bear some of them just don't have the courage to do it and none of them have ever had the courage to come out and say it they all want to stab the bear yeah, dake yeah. has the courage to come out and say it ahead of time come on man that's honorable people are going to turn on dake say he's a jerk for doing that that's called being honest it was a it, it was a nice change of pace in my
0: opinion well i i uh I hesitated, I guess, because I sound very self-interested when I say, hey, yeah, the, I, more of that, more of that candor, right? Obviously, that's what I want. Obviously, that that's good for us. That's good for the – in my opinion, it's good for wrestling, that kind of uh, the animosity that, in, in a healthy way. I mean, it's healthy that, that Dake feels that way. He's not literally stabbing, he, but he does want to end Jordan Burroughs, right? I think that's great, but I also don't want to say – you know, I also am kind of like trying to be a little cautious there. But, yeah, more of that, more of that is necessary. And the candor, I think it's it's good for him. while While it will, you know, maybe it'll turn some people away from Kyle, but it's going to cre- cre- create the uh, additional interest about him, just like you did. There were probably a lot of people that turned it, tuned in to watch you lose because of the things you were saying. But you increased the interest about yourself and about the – and. At the end of the day that's what's going to ultimately be uh, of, of a benefit to you financially right
1: did you say he's not literally going to stab him i mean is that do we have to do that now in that kind of a call? okay yeah he's not literally gonna stab. oh by the way jordan burroughs is not literally a bear okay do you feel better about this whole thing now listen I'm not talking about trash talk, you know, you're talking about animosity trash. This is competition at its highest level. This is the way guys feel on their couch. This isn't something new. Flo has done a great job of bringing in cameras and asking guys questions and putting it out to the world, and that's all that Dake did. Dake answered the questions that he was asked, and he does have a chip on his shoulder, not just because he's lost to Burroughs, But Dake did not lose to Burroughs in totally level playing fields. I mean, from from Dake's perspective, he's going, look, I came through these mini tournaments, man. I took on four and five guys in a day. This guy's sitting out here fresh. I never got a fair shake at him. I think that's a reasonable argument. Nobody did anything wrong. The rules were followed. Jordan Burroughs, uh, you know, preserved and was in that position for a very good reason. Same reason other guys try to preserve and sit in that position but for Dake to share that he thought my best versus his best is something that hasn't been tested and it's going to be closer to being tested this time. I don't know that Dake told that specific part of it that well, so maybe I'm doing that for But That's what Dake yeah. was talking about. When he was talking about Jordan Burroughs is going to take every opportunity to, that he can have. Yeah, of course he is. But that, just for your viewer, pile. that's what he was talking about. He's talking about, man, I had to go through this mini tournament and this guy gets to sit out fresh. You haven't seen me versus Jordan. You've seen a tired me versus a fresh Jordan. Now you're going to see me and JB uh, stick around and see what happens. I thought that was a compelling storyline because I think you, it's fair. I think that's a very fair statement.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's indisputable. It will have a negative impact. And it's, it's also the point. The point <laughs> is that, yeah, you've got to be so much better than this guy to beat him that you've got to go through this and then and then get it done. Oh. What, what do you think – Dake has a, uh, a very unique – methodology about his entire life, right? How he eats, how he trains. Uh, He doesn't like to do traditional weightlifting. He does functional patterns. What do you think about how he's kind of like blazed his own trail in many ways in in, in the sport of wrestling, how he's going to get himself ready for competition?
1: Yeah, listen, I mean, I would not encourage somebody else uh, to copy this functional patterns. All right, look, a little bit bizarre in all fairness, but If you believe it, I mean, what bad comes from a workout? What bad comes from doing functional patterns if the other option is you sit on your couch? Look, the guy's a multiple time world champion. And if you believe something is real, I mean, it's the old George Costanza joke from Seinfeld, but it's not a lie. If you believe it, look, there's a lot of truth to that. If you think you're doing something or you think you've got a secret, that can be very beneficial. Not to mention we're in a pandemic So whatever Dake can cling to and go out there and do, I just watched 20 minutes of him and Gabe Dean in a garage workout. You know, I thought it was fantastic, but these are what the world champions do. They find a way. They don't have excuses. They just get the job done, man. Dake's an inspiration. Some of his training, good for him if he believes it's going to work. Good for him. The Cornell diet has served many guys very well. At the end of the day, that's a two-time world champion. Who are you to question him?
0: Certainly not. Um... As, as you evaluate, and I don't even know if you do this, um, but consider prospects for MMA and you, and you watch wrestlers. Are there any wrestlers you watch you are like, this guy would be great, and are there any like great wrestlers that you're like, this would not actually translate to MMA?
1: Well, I've always been surprised. You know, I've always been surprised when a wrestler can't translate to MMA. Um, Steve Mako comes to mind. And it's not as though he couldn't translate. He didn't really give it his... A full fair shake out there yeah. and, and stay busy but when you have a monster like mako that can push hard he can outwork everybody he's a relatively rough guy just going around you never really calculate well he's also a very big guy and that size is going to slow him down and when you're a target in a sport like this that can work against you and so some of those things were always surprises to me uh that wasn't meant to be a knock by the way but i did think i as as you would too that Mako was going to come in and just just take the world over it's just not what happened so um yeah there's there's plenty of wrestlers i see look Pil- it's not like it was in the 90s Th- there was a time in the 90s when if you were a better wrestler than your opponent you were going to win a mixed martial arts but that went away a long time ago i mean that was gone by 2002 2003 that became a base for mixed martial arts but now i mean it, it's 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 its own sport you know these guys all respect wrestling they needed to learn to respect wrestling, but they do. And that was back in the '90s. Some of these guys weren't even born when the Dan Severins and the Don Fries were were, were putting us all on the map. And The only reason I offer you that because uh, you know when they did finally enter a practice room for the very first time, they knew I got to I got to defend wrestling, and they work on things and, and and styles to do it. So as as much as I love wrestling, I want I want to tell you wrestling's the hardest sport, and I think I'm right. I think it is the toughest sport. Man, it's nothing more than a base now. That that sport of mixed martial arts is is really its own thing, in all in, in all truth.
0: So Ben Askren um, is trying to make Bo Nickel retire from wrestling. It's his life goal now, I believe. He he, he, wants, Why? he wants him to go straight to MMA. He thinks he's wasting oh. his time trying to make the team. He's saying just stop. I don't I don't agree. <laughs> I think Bo Nichols has a great chance of making the Olympic trials finals. If you get there, anything can happen, right? Um, but what, where do you where, how do you view Bo Nickel?
1: Well, now, that's very interesting. i, uh, I'm not sure that Askren's wrong, and I know Nickel does have an interest. He's out at the ATT. he He got a lot of credit for helping George Mosvidal, who, by the way, looked great with his wrestling scrambles and wrestling defense. I would also very much like to see Nickel in that sport i mean nickel is a tweener not for nothing but he is right in between weight classes is he going to go up you know is he going to go 96 is he going to go 86 go what's he going to do is it 97 97 86 mm-hmm. i think that's a hard spot for a guy to be in particularly when the trials are only a number of months away oh and by the way the next meaningful trials is four years after that i mean i do hear the argument nickel in many ways has served the world of wrestling he has done yeah. Uh, his job. You know, can I tell you something on Bo Nickel? When Bo Nickel entered the NCAA as a freshman, they ranked him number 20. He was ranked number... I was so mad. I am still mad about that. Bo Nickel, as a senior in high school from Texas, entered the Junior World Team Trials, by the way, made the finals, by the way, right into a guy you might have heard of that was an NCAA champion named Gabe Dean, and he lost to him 3-2? to two? And you're going to tell me that nickel you can go right now on youtube he's had three matches with mark hall two of which he won they ranked him number 20 how does a guy go three to two in the world team trial finals with the ncaa champion you're gonna put him at number 20 i'm still upset about that ranking so when you talk about bo nickel and what should bo nickel do bo nickel can go, go do any goddamn thing he wants to i do want to see him at the trials He's put his life into this. The trials are right around the corner. I want to see him at the trials. Is he also going to have a great and fun career in MMA? I hope so.
0: Well, this could uh, add a little more animosity you to, this, to my, this call.
1: No, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, Pyle. You're the one that ranked him. I know. I said they ranked. You're the one that ranked him twenty. You're not going to come out now with some level of an apology. Explain How do you yourself, rank a guy. Beat Mark Hall and went three to two in the World Title Finals with the current NCAA champion as a senior in high school. You're gonna put him at twenty
0: with with no hesitation.
1: Foolish! What did you miss that match or something? How do you put him at twenty?
0: Listen, very easily, very easily. Okay, you rank only when when you're doing college rankings. You only rank it based on college folk style results. So all your examples. I throw them out. Okay? <laughs> now, there's with no that for right. you're there's making the, rule. the rules. Why yes!
1: Did you make a rule That's like the best that? part.
0: That's the best part. Because if you open up the freestyle and high school stuff, it's it's Pandora's box and it's impossible to do. And also, when when a guy, when you do a preseason ranking, it's impossible to do. It's impossible to do. You're impossible. Right. What do you mean
1: it's impossible to do? Okay, excuse me. Let me give you a scenario. Aaron Pico enters college next year. Zero collegiate matches. What are
0: you going to rank him? 20. Aaron Pico's number 20. No, unranked. Unranked. What?
1: What? Listen to what you're doing to the other guys. If he's unranked, he's going to be unseated. Aaron Pico's just floating around the Midlands bracket. He's floating around the Southern Scuffle bracket. That's
0: not right. They That's can, not right. One, they can seed him and rank him however they want. Two, by November 23rd, he's probably going to be in the top ten. And by New Year, he'll probably be number one. Right? So, we're literally talking about a one-month stretch where the ranking is maybe for a very small number of guys. But broadly... This approach has, yields the most accurate rankings. And, by the way, if you're going to bring up the Southern scuffle, I'm sure no one's going to be happy to hear this in the nickel camp, but the man lost to Andy McCauley 4-3 to three in tiebreakers. Okay, that's not a great great um, loss to have. He didn't have hardly any ranked wins that true freshman season. So it'd be like that sometimes, but I stand by the ranking, tail.
1: You stand by the, the <laughs> World Team Trial finalist. Okay, the yeah. finalist. Number 20 in the country. Come on, man. That's not the way it should be. I'm just saying. I mean, you, you have a little bit of egg on your face. This he was, isn't a, a debate of who's right or who's wrong. You put the number 20 <laughs> guy in the country who, by the way, won the damn championship. He, I am the he, one who's right here.
0: He was ranked um, number two by... November 15th, because he beat Zach Epperly that day. Sure. So, immediately sure. after. No, I understand that Two weeks. Eventually. You're just impatient. You're just impatient. this this the, let the process impatient. play out. I it
1: happened to follow the sport. I think I <laughs> matters. I mean, you're going to hear all these coaches. One of the worst things that a coach says, and a coach feels really good about saying the only thing that matters is March. What a bunch of crap. Then why are we doing the other match? What do you mean only thing that matters is March? I mean, That is one of the most terrible messages yeah. I've ever heard. It's a long season. Those guys deserve credit for every single thing that they do. Every match matters. They wonder why they can't fill up arenas, but they're coming out the other side. They're going, well, the only thing that matters is March. What a bunch of crap, man. That is not true. I remember plenty of things that happened in March and you get a lot of credit and a lot of lifelong respect for it. I remember things that happened in February, in January, in June, in July. Remember all of this stuff for these coaches to come out and say that it, 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 it really isn't fair.
0: Yeah, you can't. It's
1: not fair because it's not true and it's against the sport. You know, these coaches—they always wonder. You know, how come this program's getting cut and how come we can't make any money and how many, nobody comes out to watch us? And then they come out and they tell anybody that listen. The only thing that matters is March. What? You're an idiot.
0: Yeah, I it I couldn't agree. And it really shrinks the sport immediately. Immediately, you've right. limited the sport that is already limited. It's like, no, we need regular things of interest for fans. And if the coaches treat it that way, um, and that's the message they say. And and I understand for an athlete saying that for perspective, that they're kind of that self-talk, like, okay, I took a loss at the scuffle. I took a loss in November. But what's going to define my season is March. But that's not the message that I think the fans should be hearing, right? It's it's okay if if that's your perspective and and how you – are moving forward. But for the sport, it needs to be different if we're trying to get it to where we, we want it to go. We can't just limit ourselves to three days in March.
1: Sure, no, well, that's a ridiculous message in the first place. And I do, to, to the point that you made in all fairness, I do get that. Look, a kid gets beat, a kid's a little down and out because of something that happened over in a side tournament and the coach tries to bring him back. Go, hey, forget about that. You know, we're learning, we're getting better and mm-hmm. we want to focus on Marshall. I, Of course, I understand that. But to broadly put that out as a state, the only thing that matters is Mark, Well, That's ridiculous, man. All these things matter. These guys are cutting weight. These guys are working hard. To look at what a wrestler goes through, man. It is, it is the most honorable sport I've ever seen. And they do not get the credit for it. You know, we're sitting here discussing should Bo Nickel pursue a dream or go after another dream. I mean, in all fairness, Bo has given to us. Uh, more than he ever owed us. I mean, Bo has given us more memories he's done, every opportunity to represent this country, go overseas, win medals for I mean, in many ways, we do owe Bo. So if Bo's telling us, look, and he's not, but if Bo was to tell us, I'm done and I'm going in this direction, then we all need to go with him. We all need to support him. But there's a number of wrestlers like that that wrestle the whole season, all three styles. They go to every tournament. They don't duck competition. To come out and say the only thing that matters is money. Mar- come on, man, that's a bunch of crap. They all matter. You Tell me, Fargo doesn't matter? Yeah. You tell, you tell me the trials don't matter. You tell me the Midlands, the scuffles don't matter. They all matter. They all matter.
0: Right on. Um, is there? I'm all over the place. Is there a time it's you're 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 too old to enter MMA? Because the the topic of Dake getting into fighting has come up a, l- a little bit, and I'm curious if you think is it is his time past.
1: No, no, no chance. But you, no, know, You said Kyle Dake. Is there a number that passes that's too old to enter MMA? Yeah, I, I would think so, and I, I wouldn't be able to tell you what that number is exactly. And people love to defer back to Randy Couture, who had his first practice, let alone competition, at 34 years old, and went on and won world championship. That's all good and well, but um, I think that was a, a once in a lifetime deal. Look back up to Kyle Dake, okay? Because excuse me. This is a once in a lifetime attraction. And in all fairness, when Kyle Dake is doing something, I'll sit back and say, I don't know what's happening, but something is happening. Anytime I see Kyle Dake on the screen, something's about to happen. Kyle Dake, let me just remind you of this. Okay. Kyle Dake entered one Greco-Roman match in the last 10 years. Since he, mm-hmm. I think he I think he wrestled as a cadet, never wrestled Greco again, took on a world champion out in New York for fun. By the way, the score of that match was five to three in Greco-Roman, of yeah. which he does not practice. Kyle Dake can do any anything. Kyle Dake is special. He is different. Kyle Dake was just doing a workout, uh, like at the park, and somebody had Muay Thai mitts, and Cake, Dake was throwing kicks. He captioned it, he put it out on like, on like an Instagram, but he said, this is my first day working on kicks. How am I doing? How is he doing? He was about a 7 out of 10. And if he's telling the truth and that was his first day, man, Kyle Dake's a natural. Kyle Dake's a winner. You like Kyle Dake, you don't like Kyle Dake, shove it up your ass. That guy's a winner. <laughs> you Period. love Kyle
0: Dake. I've learned that on yeah, this show. Yeah, I do the love show. Kyle You love it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do love Kyle Dake. You, you want to know why I love Kyle Dake? You wanna why? Know why I lo- Kyle Dake gets in a body lock, okay? He's taking on... Reese Humphrey in the NCAA finals, he's a freshman. He goes for a SAG body lock, and he misses it. Humphrey stops him. Now, Dake is this close to the mat with Humphrey on top of him. This is the limbo to the highest of level. Okay, he's doing the limbo with Reese Humphrey on top of him. Somehow he stood back up. I have no idea how this happened. This was magical. You go back, you watch that, Max. Kyle Dake defied physiology and stood back up at 18 years old in the NCAA finals with Reese Humphrey on top of him. Come on, man. Yes, Yes. I like Kyle Dake.
0: All right, well, you heard it here first. Big.
1: Are you half asleep over there, Piles? I feel like (laughs) I'm carrying the show. Oh, well, you heard it here first. Oh, well, you heard it here. What, what kind of a reaction I'm teeing was that? You, you up. Don't this
0: match? Listen. Do you not remember this match? I well, feel like you're Okay, Chill. He didn't win. wrestle Reese Humphrey in the NCAA Finals. It was Montel Marion. But I'm trying to be kind to you because you're a co host and I'm not trying to correct you in front of everyone. He didn't wrestle Reese Humphrey in the NCAA Finals. It was Iowa Hawkeye, Montel Marion.
1: No, he re- yes he wrestled Montel Marion. He was in the NCAA finals four times when he was a freshman, he wrestled Reese Humphrey. Are right, you jail. kidding me?
0: All right, Jay, let's go to school. Learn, learn <laughs> real quick. Just Are my you turn. Kidding me? He wrestled Reese Humphrey, um, the in the semis. He wrestled Montel Marion in the finals. And no, his, that's yes,
1: fake news. He wrestled Montel <laughs> in the finals like different years. He wrestled Reese Humphrey in the finals. No, no, Rachel no.
0: A thousand times what? now he wrestled. Here's his NCAA final A thousand final times post. yet.
1: This is why you rank guys that are second in the junior trials at number Chill. 20 in college because you don't remember these things. Chill. Uh-oh.
0: You are factually incorrect. <laughs> he wrestled Humphrey in the semis, Marion in the finals. His sophomore year he wrestled Molinero in the finals. His junior year was St. John in the finals. His senior year was David what? Taylor in the finals. Nobody knows. You know, we're just going to have to agree you. This is something <laughs> nobody that nobody There's no way to know. All right, here we go. Send Tyler, no, the Marion, uh, Kyle Dick, NCAA Files. We'll send you the that's bracket. That. We can get it notarized. No. Do you have a good notary, no. Chael? We can get a... No, we can well, get I, a, no, Oh, you pulled it off the internet? What do you think everything <laughs> on the internet is... Look, there's I watched this, it. Look, guys, Unlike me. you, I watched, I watched it people. live and remember what was happening.
1: I also watched it. I just told you a move that had happened. Okay, excuse me. That happened There's to Montel to no Marion. To go.
0: I'm going to show you that move. When he got body locked, excuse he ended up on his back, and he came out on top. As a sophomore. That, I'm talking about his freshman. <laughs> <when> he had- <laughs> sophomore, sophomore year was Molinero. <laughs> no.
1: Oh, no. Excuse me. One of us is wrong here.
0: That's <laughs> what yeah. you can agree on. Chikari, yeah? okay. right, hold on. Kyle Recky, who is wrong? Tell simply- tell. From- Christian is right and Chael is wrong here. No, it's fake
1: news. There's gonna be no way to know for sure, right? There's gonna be no. There's, there's just simply no way to know. But when he popped up and did a limbo with Reese Humphrey on his chest at 18 years old, come on, man, what was that?
0: Like 141 pounds? Yeah, you're right about that. It was 141 yeah. pounds. You are wrong. Yeah. We got the bracket. We can pull up the match. Um, a- anything man. you. Excuse me, fake bracket, right? We're never, we're simply never gonna know.
1: And all things, <laughs> else, we're just there's no, there's no way to know.
0: You know, we don't,
1: we don't know, and there's no way to find out. And you
0: know, I feel terrible about this because I wasn't gonna, you know, I on this screen? I
1: feel like my head's cut down. I, I, I got a shadow. You're not telling me. I feel like you're trying to outshine me. Can, can, well, am I? Can you see? There, me that's, better. that's better. That's better. Well, I can't stand like this all day, Pyle, And now well, what do you want me to do? <laughs> no, this Maub is Talmarin. your setup. I knew he had Montel Marion. That was called his sophomore year. I'm talking about the no! limbo with Henry <laughs> on his chest as a freshman.
0: This is freshman year. Okay. Do you know that Kyle Dake won four titles at four different weight classes? Right. Of course, I know that. Okay. Well, well, Montel Marion wrestled at 141. Yeah. Okay. So, so how was it his sophomore year?
1: I'm not. I'm not into your trick wordplay. I'm telling <laughs> you what happened.
0: That call is him up right now.
1: Call Dake. No, call Dake right now, or or call Reese. Uh, even better, call Reese right now.
0: So maybe, maybe, they it, right?
1: maybe they don't remember it. maybe i'm the only one that remembers but i'm telling you that's what happened this is one of these we may never know can you see? i feel like you're trying to crop my head off of this this no this right there's good well I'm no really that's bad that's
0: half your face it's got to be higher it right now i can't see your whole face
1: what do you mean higher i gotta be higher Where? yeah there you're... you
0: go that's that's good that's good you're in frame right now that looks great we're gonna test your your quad strength here there's the bracket right there. Kyle made that just now for me. Um, oh, yeah,
1: there's there's the bracket. Yeah, they, that Flow Wrestling made. Flow Wrestling made <laughs> an organization that put Bo Nickel at number 20. <laughs> you think I'm going to accept that as evidence? I've I, I, some I, some letters and names on a screen versus this, the most treasured thing in all of rest right here. This is what I'm going with.
0: I do treasure. I do treasure your mind, Chael. I, I, am, I feel bad that you brought that out of me. I was trying to, you're our guest, right? And in Virginia, you treat your guests well. And if they say something that's wrong, you don't correct them. That's not a way, that's not good manners. That's not how I was raised. But then you have to throw a little barb at me and I had to just mercilessly destroy you in front of everyone. I don't feel great about it, but it had to be done. It had to be done. No, you're trying to say he wrestled Montel Mary. That's like trying to tell
1: me, no, he didn't. That's not true. He wrestled <laughs> David Taylor. Now, I understand all of those. Things. These were four separate years. That was his <laughs> sophomore year he took on Montel Mary. I'm talking about his freshman year he took on Reese Humphrey.
0: Uh, he did wrestle. Yes, you're right. And that's maybe the confusion because he did wrestle Reese his freshman year, but it wasn't in the finals. It was the semis. Yes,
1: yes, it was. It was in the finals. Yes, it was.
0: <laughs> it was there's in the.
1: Fu- simply, there's simply no way to know. That's what's about it. We got the, the video,
0: though. We've got, we've got the video. We got the video, and I, I think this is think. the sequence you were talking do- about, too.
1: I don't need your doctored videos, and I don't need your doctored brackets. I
0: have this. All right. I this. Well, we'll He's just the have finals. To- Um Well, if we can play it, we'll play it. If not, you know what? I might see Kyle Dake today. And you know what? Maybe he could settle. He may not even know himself. <laughs> Um, this could be. No one
1: knows. <laughs> That's the thing. There's no way to know for sure.
0: Okay, wait. Well, is like
1: it, this are... is a mystery that simply can't be solved.
0: I think this is the sequence uh, Chael was talking about, anyways. Yes. And Oh, here we go. Here we go. NCA finals on that beautiful green mat, on the big stage, him, on the big, boy. On, on the big stage here. Look at them, left and right, left and right,
1: Back and forth, back and forth. Oh, that wasn't the move. That was no limbo. That's old kid. died. Whoa, he came right out of that without an arm. Trap. Yeah. <laughs> How came do you do that? That's 18 years old, man. This guy's different. Reese yes. Humphreys amongst the best athletes in wrestling. You ever seen Reese like, do gymnastics and he, stuff?
0: Yeah, he's crazy. He can do it all. Let
1: me give you... Let me give you a quick story. Talking we were talking earlier about Bo Nicholin kind of being in between weights. So that happened to Reese Humphrey. So yeah. he's got to move up to 145, not where he wanted to be. Goes over to Cuba. Okay. Reese Humphrey runs into Aaron Pico, gets tech fall, took notes, stored them away, comes back. They meet up in the consolation semifinals at the US Open. Reese Humphrey teched Aaron Pico. So you have a 20-point swing. He went from getting teched to teching uh Pico. But I mean, I'm telling that's don't tell me only March matters.
0: Yeah. No. Reese for- was
1: storing things away over in Cuba. He was storing things away. He pulled them out of his pocket when he needed them. He had a 20-point swing. You remember when Valencia, by the way, uh, Anthony Valencia busted onto the scene. He was like a senior in high school or just out, uh-huh. and he ended up third in the Open. Do you remember
0: that? I do remember. It
1: was it the semifinals? Okay. So to get third, he tagged uh, Tyler Caldwell. Facts. And Which was shocking. Like, oh, my goodness. But he hit him with everything. Probably he hit him with like a, a four-point double leg and like a four-point uh, lateral. drive, One of these things. But he tagged uh, Tyler Caldwell. They meet up six weeks later at the trials. Caldwell texts him. And I only bring that up because you're talking about a 20-point swing. A 20-point swing that you stored away because of something that happened in Vegas on a little side match that you then pulled out when you needed it. And coaches are going to come out and say, the only thing that matters is March. What a bunch of wimps, man. What a prick message.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. Um,
1: are you yeah. ready to apologize about this whole semifinal in Montel, Marion? Are right. you ready to say
0: something? are you not man enough to do that <laughs> well here it is here's the match oh look does this look oh. like the it says national championship yes. ncaa finals yes is this reese yes, or a is that montel Met. marion right there oh look at
1: that's a blue mat dog that's what i was talking about now this is sophomore year this is a different year. no it's not <laughs> yes. yes it is yes it
0: is oh my gosh
1: oh look at kid dynamite look at kid dynamite's coming out look where he knows where his toes are
0: Wow! He gets his
1: toes inside me—a kid dynamite special.
0: It says 141-pound <laughs> national championship here, but uh um... so,
1: hey, don't tease. Them. They did the best they could. So what? They screwed up the graphic pile. <laughs> don't just to somebody in the editing room. Dake does get, get younger every day.
0: He is getting younger. Yeah, he... people get things wrong all the time. Oh my gosh! Uh this this has been a wild ride. Okay, um, no, I'm not. I'm not ready to apologize. A wild yet. ride
1: of truth. A wild <laughs> ride of truth. You guys are sitting over there trying to rewrite history. I'm telling you what happened. This is what I have. Can we Um, agree? Okay. Excuse me, gentlemen. Between us. We can edit this out. Between us, though, as men. Can we agree somebody here is wrong? Can we agree on that? Yes, we can. I accept your apology. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Hey, by the way. Is there an elephant in the room on Pat Downey? I've never fully heard you address this. What the heck is going on with Downey? So he gets into a, he gets into a dispute on Twitter with uh, you know about girls in Greco-Roman, right? Am I missing something? Is this that, where we're at?
0: That did happen, but that's not why he's not on the card.
1: <clears throat> More to the
0: story, you're saying? More to the story.
1: All right. I, was, I like a tease. I can live with the tease.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll talk to you afterwards. But so
1: people like Downey, don't they? Like the <laughs> like the people that that meet Downey and hang out, then they like Downey. Downey's a popular guy. Isn't that a fair statement?
0: That is a fair statement. Very fair. Yeah. Um I I've never been around Pat Downey and been like, I don't like this guy. But um right. there's a you know.
1: And I know I know Pat a little bit, I'll insert myself in this. He came out to Oregon. And this is before he went off to the juniors and, you know, got the world medal and everything. Oh, my God, this guy's great. This was before all that. He was right out of high school. And uh, he came out to Oregon. I apologize. He wasn't even out of high school. He was coming out of high school. And uh, Josh Roden, coach of Clackamas Community College, CCC. Uh, was recruiting him and Downey even committed. He liked it. He liked the, the, the campus and the college and the program. And then something happened where he ended up not enrolling. I want to say he went to Nebraska instead, but there there was something that happened. But I met him when he was just a kid, man. He was a cool guy then. Not full of personality and energy yeah. and you know, he'd look me in the eye and smile and I don't know. I, I kind of feel like Downey gets a little bit of a rough rap because he likes he, he likes to have a little bit of fun on on, on twitter what's
0: wrong with that come on yeah no nothing to do with twitter that's for sure um i i think i think wrestling uh there is a there's a line there but i think wrestling needs personalities and it needs candor and it needs someone to root against as much as you need someone to root for and someone that's polarizing Char- and that's pat downey and um yeah disappointing the way the whole whole thing played out for sure but Miles Martin is is the real deal so we're excited for that match as well. Um yeah, we can talk about that later. <laughs> hey, let's let's so we do a we do a portion. I don't know if you listen we're to excited, the show, we're, but we're going to do excited for, that <laughs> we're
1: excited for that match as well. We so really like that match,
0: so, uh, You sound yeah, like putty please, from please Seinfeld. In. Please tune in. Oh, uh yeah, please. putty. Yes, <laughs> yeah. got the team. I know you're. A, <laughs> I know you're a Seinfeld guy.
1: I do. I do. Come on, everybody enjoyed Seinfeld. That was that was a fun show.
0: Great show. Great show. Ever,
1: do you watch? A, do you watch a Curb Your Enthusiasm?
0: I. You know, a few episodes. I like it. I'm not. It's not a Love Connection yet. Okay. Did you have Love Connection with Seinfeld? Love it. Yes. Absolutely. Okay.
1: Really? See, I feel like if you like one, you would. Well,
0: same writer. Like same. I mean, Larry David. David yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I do like it. I do like it. It's a little more a little more, little more crass uh, than it's a lot more crass than, than Seinfeld. But I like the humor. I I do enjoy it. Yes, I love the improv. I think it's a good show. Curbs good. Sure, just not my favorite. I agree. Fun. Okay, we got questions from friends. This is a, a segment we do. Uh, in the first one, from Bailey Brown wants to know who is Chael's favorite wrestler to watch and why. Is it still John J. Chavez? Are you, are you still on John J Chavez Island just you and jail and and John J? Uh Chavez is one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah. Now,
1: I believe he is out of eligibility, isn't that yes. correct? He's out of court.
0: Right. And
1: he's done um, you know, a couple of years ago, but he did get All-American, which yes. I was I was thrilled to see. You know, he was one of these guys that dedicated to Greco-Roman and Greco-Roman as much as I enjoy that sport doesn't perfectly translate to collegiate, A lot of people will tell you that it does to get you to come in and practice Greco-Roma, but it's really not true. And so when a guy like Chavez goes out there and got it done, yeah, man, I thought he was very special. He was very fun to watch, particularly in the juniors. I mean, that guy, when he was in Fargo, you were watching another level. Yeah. You know, he ran into Chandler in the finals just by example. He texts Chandler 10 or 11-0 uh quickly and gets out of there but it was a different level it was a different sport the way that chavez was wrestling it back in those days so um yes i am very much a chavez fan i must tell you i met him by the way he was out in oregon i happened to uh, i happened to uh, meet him in a restaurant had a meal with him but um uh, nice guy on top of everything else yeah my favorite wrestler though it's a it's a tough one um I would acknowledge that Jordan Burroughs is either the best wrestler I have ever seen or the second. I I, I would still hold John Smith at number one, but I really do like to watch. Uh, I really do like to watch Dake wrestle. I like that Dake is moving weight classes. I, I like that they had that world weight and now he's going to slide back down. Uh, back down and get us some new parity. So uh, I would say an, a number of guys. Uh, I'm a big David Taylor fan. I like David Taylor so much that I found out he was doing a workout in Las Vegas, and I went over to it just to watch him work out. You know, there's it's a thing of beauty, right, the way David Taylor moves. It's a very beautiful style. Beauty's not really a word that you can use in wrestling very often, certainly not one that I can. Taylor wrestles with a beautiful style. He'll be on your head, he'll be on your ankle, he'll be on both knees. I mean, it's there's a lot going on there when DT's at it.
0: Yeah, he's he's smooth. Um, do you still think Sean Haig is well, the greatest oh, high school wrestler ever? Are you
1: disputing that you <laughs> son of a, I'm, Sean Hague is the greatest high school wrestler ever. I'm not even friends with Sean Hag. I can't get a hold of Sean Hague right now. Have you told the audience about Sean Hague? Excuse me. He never lost a junior match. Do you guys do a triple crown in whatever godless state that you live in? Do you, do you, do you guys have do <laughs> you even you know what a triple crown is? Is that something we just do out here in Oregon?
0: Yeah, I don't think they have it. If they have it in in Texas, it's not it's not a topic of discussion.
1: Okay, so in Oregon, it's a very big deal because it's all, it, not only is it coveted, but it's very rare. And what a triple crown would mean, <coughs> excuse me, you win the high school state tournament and collegiate, you then win the freestyle, and you win the Greco. You win all three styles, you are now the triple crown winner. Sean Hag won the triple crown four times. Sean Hag entered the cadet nationals uh, only as a freshman entered in bull styles, by the way, at 191 pounds, a very real weight class, okay? It is significantly different because now you are wrestling the older guys. You're not mm-hmm. just wrestling, you know, freshmen. Okay. He wins that in bull styles, so then he only goes to junior nationals after that. He had a year of cadets left. He didn't do it. They weren't side by side. Cadets used to be in Missouri, juniors over in Fargo. They weren't side by side, so he then he had to choose. Then he flies out, sophomore, junior, senior, enters Fargo, in collegiate or I apologize, freestyle and greco row enters Fargo six times, wins Fargo six times. By the way, enters the Junior World Championships and wins a Junior World medal. Sean Hag never lost a Junior match, and plenty of guys have never lost a Junior rat- uh, match. right My wife has never lost a Junior match. Of course, she never wrestled one. Sean Hag wrestled everything there was. He entered every tournament that there was, all the way to the World Championships. You're going to act as though he he's not, he, come on, Sean Hagg's the best. Oh, by the way, you want to know something else? You're sitting around talking about who the great college wrestlers are. You want to know what you always leave off, Pyle? And i am about had it. You leave off Eric Guerrero. And you want to know why? You what? want to know why this Tell is me. wrong? Eric Guerrero, excuse me, Eric Guerrero never redshirted. That's why. You can talk about the Pat Smiths and the Stieblers and the Kales and the Dakes of the
0: world. They all redshirted. No, he didn't. Kyle did Kyle Dake did not redshirt. Right out the gate.
1: Do you know anything
0: about Kyle Dake? Do you know a
1: single fact? You're distracting me. I'm talking to you about Eric Guerrero.
0: Okay. You said Kyle Dake didn't
1: redshirt. He didn't. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Eric Guerrero at 18 years old was fifth in the NCAA. He was then champion, champion, champion. Oh, and by the way, he even ran into Stephen Abbott on a dual meet in Fresno one of the times. I mean, Eric Guerrero? Should be recognized for what he was. Eric Guerrero might be the the best collegiate wrestler ever. He might okay. be. He really might be. There's a number of guys you could say that about. If you don't say that about Eric Guerrero, you're a prick.
0: Okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I don't want to be accused of that. Uh, and it, believe me, it's happened before. You'll you'll be surprised to learn. Um, but yes, d- cut
1: my face off on this thing, pile. This every is... time I keep showing you up on trivia, I see that my uh, it's like my forehead
0: is showing. I <clears throat> think I'm producing doing. the show. It's your it's your own uh, device, Chael. Wherever you, however you position yourself in relative relative to it is how it'll look. How come how come every time
1: you and I get a little back and forth, you bring facts into it? What, what is
0: that? <laughs> why, why do you always do that? I want to tell hey. Oh,
1: this is what happened. What happened is whatever I say happened, Kyle,
0: <laughs> so your
1: me out to make me look like a
0: fool no it's impossible it can't be done but i want to talk about sean haig a little bit because before i ever 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 met chael ever knew chael he saw an article on intermat that was written in 2005 he thought it was on flow wrestling and he thought that i wrote it and he had martin reach out to me or he reached out to Martin to talk to me and he ranted about how I wrote this article and didn't <laughs> run, include Sean Hague. I didn't write the article. The article was written in 2005 by Justin Kerr on Intermat and he was mad at me And I, but I did but I did learn a lot about Sean Hague and I didn't know that much about him but the whole thing was predicated on something that was maybe not exactly the case but I'm glad that it happened Chael because look at what's blossomed out of that phone call. Sure. No, I fully agree. Look, Sean Hag
1: does deserve, though, I mean, to be remembered for what he was. And I, I really believe he, uh, you could talk about best and have a real fun conversation on that. Most decorated, come on, you you got to offer me somebody that never lost a match. Did all three styles. Did collegiate, freestyle, great, entered every tournament there was, including overseas tournament. This guy never lost. And this isn't like folklore like you hear about well, 1904. This just happened. This guy this guy graduated in nineteen ninety-five from high school. He never lost, man. It's very tough for me to hear people argue who the great high school wrestlers were and just they just leave Sean out of it. I just simply don't know how that can happen. The guy won a world gold medal for the country. Have a little bit of appreciation, please.
0: Amen. Okay. More questions. Um If Askren didn't lose to Maz do you think he'd be the current UFC champion?
1: I, I most certainly did think that, yes. I, and not only did I think that, but I, I believe that uh, Kamara Usman also saw Askren as, as the problem. You know, bring me anybody you want, but don't bring me Ben, was was kind of a, a theme around there. Ben's just a handful, man, and he's not going to go away. You know, Maslow did the only thing you could do to Ben to get him out of there, which is you, you got to knock him out. You know, some guys you just got to kill because they're not going to quit. Askren's just not going to quit. He's never going to get tired. He's never not going to come off his stool. He's never going to quit bothering you. He's never going to quit trying to beat you. He's one of these these masterful competitors. The only way to get over on him is to do what, what Masvidal did. So, yes, I, yes, Ben Askren could have been the world champion. Absolutely.
0: Who is your favorite international wrestler to watch? So not American.
1: Well, of all time was uh, Batrov. Um... I think the Batrov is probably it should be in the conversations for the all-time great wrestlers but mm-hmm. uh, as far as favorite I, you know I, I guess uh I guess Sajilov, just because of the the rivalry you know he's got a really good gut wrench he couldn't turn me he's got a very a really good gut wrench for these guys <laughs> that don't know how to defend it he would never a million years turn me he couldn't you know, turn I you can't be turned have I ever, no have i ever told you that? and I'm, I'm not here to brag but do, do, have i ever told i no i don't get turned i don't get turned. I don't get to, I ruined Mason Manville's life a few years ago. He's never been the same. He had, the Greco team had come to Oregon, and it's very well known amongst people in the know that that Chael Sonnen cannot be turned. So I had told Matt that. I said, well, who do you got? Who do you want to try to turn me? And he said, Manville will turn him. So I had to go into this event. I gave him his lock. 30 seconds ruined his life manville's never been the same like he won't even say hi to me i'm a big Mason manville fan he like won't even say hi to me anymore because he couldn't turn it's like you know mason i didn't beat you like i it's not like you didn't turn me and then i did turn i scored no points you just also scored no points i mean that's all that happened what are, how did we get on this topic what are we talking about <laughs> oh Oh, alive yeah, he's got this gut wrench. And people don't know how to defend properly. He would never turn me, but he's turning all these people in a gut wrench. And uh, I, I would say he's the guy that I, I watch the most.
0: How uh, Why? How could people defend it differently? How would you defend alives gut wrench? Help out America.
1: Okay. I would... I would probably have to see you in person to actually walk you and show you through this. Mm. Um, In fact, that's probably what I would have to do. But there's a number of things that you can do. And first off, going flat, you don't ever go flat. You push back to your knees. You push back on your knees. You stay on a base. It would throw, Sajalai would never turn me. He'd have no chance of turning me. But that's largely why. And unless I show you, I I don't know that you would understand. Ask Mandel.
0: Yeah, well, I'll ask him. I, I remember you did something with, with Zach Manville Brunson.
1: A, excuse me. Excuse me. Yes. Yes. That's another one. Zach Brunson, University National Champion, NCAA All American, no points on Chelsea. And you want to know something? Manville won a world championship, flew from overseas. He flies right to Fargo, weighs in, wins a national championship, like all in the same week period. Manville's incredible, didn't score on Chelsea. Wow. Ridge, I on a gut Manville whipped my ass. No question about that. But he won't turn me.
0: Unturnable. The unturnable. Chael Sonnen. Um, someone wants to know what will it take to get Chael Sonnen to what talk more that? wrestling? Whoa, whoa.
1: What was that? Are you heckling? Were you heckling? Do you think you know somebody that can turn me? What was that? That was very <laughs> insincere, Pyle. <laughs> Do you
0: think you know someone that can
1: turn me? Because you don't.
0: And I'll par- give them a Hey, Chale, you're you're paranoid, man. You're looking nine di- layers deep into my words. My words are my words, Chale. They mean what they. I mean what I say. Don't be paranoid. There's something. F- oh, f- there's
1: something on the tone. There we're was f- a
0: little something on there. <laughs> I don't. I I have no idea what you're talking about. My tone is is uh, is true. Um, people want to know what's it going to take to get Chael to talk more wrestling. That that your your department. I get on your podcast. You're talking about jujitsu. I'm talking. I'm, I listen to you cut promos making fun of jujitsu <laughs> for years. Now you're run. Now you're you're running jujitsu tournaments. Well, what is this? And not wrestling. <laughs> I, 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 I'm happy to talk wrestling. I would love to talk wrestling.
1: We're here today to talk wrestling. We finally have some wrestling to talk about. Yeah. Because we are finally back at it. I mean, I just found out Jo takes on Nolf. In a rooftop in Chicago, that's kind of cool. Guess when I found out about it, maybe the biggest fan you know. I mean, you know how much I love her. I found out about the day after it happened, for goodness' sake! (laughs) Wow, we finally have some. We got Frank versus Dake. Nothing else matters. By the way, pile you, you, you put me on the spot on that match. I mean, am I missing something? Is is there a way that 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 Frank can score enough points on on Kyle? I mean, that that's a hard order, right? Particularly if you're a defensive wrestler.
0: Yeah, it, it's no, it's gonna be tough because Dake is totally comfortable. If if Chimizo decides, hey, I'm I'm gonna be calculated and, and went, try to steal this with one exchange, Dake has made a living off of people having that exact same approach against him and just winning by one or two points, right? And just be like I'll get my I'll get my shot clock point, I'll get a couple step outs. And then when you come, you're, you're going to need more attempts. So I don't think Chimizo can hang back and, and wait for to hit one outside step, leg attack, and finish. I think he's going to have to mix it up a little bit more because, to, as you pointed out, um, to beat Dake, you have to come at him. You have to be offensive. So it's going to take maybe a mindset change where he can't let the match come to him as much as he needs to be uh, dictating. So I, th- I think he's got a great shot because I think his pedigree is, is incredible. And I, I think what makes this match interesting is neither guy has ever faced um, a similar opponent, right? Dake's never wrestled anyone like Chimizo. Chimizo's never wrestled anyone like Dake. So you can prognosticate all you want and, and make Dake the favorite, but the fact is we haven't seen anything like this, right, for either of these guys. So for that reason, I think it's going to be very competitive. But I think the the tactics that each employee is going to 100% dictate how the how the match goes and if chimizo tries to hang back he's going to lose a close match i think his path is is, is offense right um but my pick is dick yeah no i hear you that
1: that's a great breakdown i mean that math that match is definitely worth um you know, debating back and forth to act as though, oh, Dake's just going to run over. That's really not fair. I mean, that, that that's kind of the first thing that I want to say, oh, Dake's going to run over this guy. But whoever runs over Chimizo, right? I mean, is a world champion. He's a very hes a very special athlete. But it, it just seems, though, with Kyle Dake, I mean, Kyle Dake doesn't just beat guys that aren't named Jordan Burroughs. He, he, he puts them away. He goes over to France and runs into Derringer. He texts him 11-0. He goes over to some tournament and runs into Sargouche. Dake even had a broken hand. I mean, an unusable hand. It was completely yeah. wrapped up like a club. He goes on the mat with Sargouche. He texts Sargush. He beat Sargouche so fast and so easy that people have acted like it never happened. Like, he made Sargouche look like Sargouche was injured or hurt, and people were just more than happy. Even American media was happy to just eat up that narrative. The reality was, that's not true. Dake went and kicked his ass with one hand, finished him. Yeah. Just what happened, man. Dake, Dake's a handful. He's a handful. Ask Reese Humphrey from the NCAA finals, right? I mean, it's he's, he's a lot to deal with.
0: Would you rather have won UFC gold or world gold? that
1: have that have been a close one. I mean, I I got pretty into MMA for a while there, yeah. um, to where I I would probably I would probably go with that. Now, if you would have said Olympic gold, there would be no question. I, I would go with the Olympic gold, but um. A world versus a world, I'd, I'd, I'd take that UFC belt.
0: Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. For, for the bad guy, what is your favorite movie? Young Guns 1. I enjoyed them both, but uh,
1: Young Guns 1. And some of that was nostalgia. I think it came out in 1988, possibly 89, but I got to go see it in the theater. I didn't get to go see a lot of movies in the actual theater. I got to see that in the theater. Uh Great time, great movie, great cast, just great It's still held up. You can go watch it right now. It's still the greatest Western of all time.
0: Okay, so are you a Western fan, or do you just happen to like this movie and it's a Western?
1: I like a, I, I like a good Western. Now, that, that's a bit of an oxymoron. I mean, most, most Westerns are crap. You'll get guys that will tell you that, uh, you know, John Wayne was a good actor. He was crap and crappy movies <laughs> made by crappy directors. I mean, there's not a whole lot of good ones out there. You've got Young Guns Part 1 and 2. You've got Tombstone. Feel free to offer me another good one. I mean, for the most part, Tombstone's amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, you know, Tombstone's great. Amazing. Yeah, um, wh- who, who are the worst actors? Who are the most overrated actors? You, you don't like John Wayne. Now I'm curious, where does it start and, and end? Who's who's terrible?
1: Well, I'll tell you the other way. I will tell you who the, the world's best actor is and um, that would be Ed Norton. Ed Norton mm. would be uh, the greatest thespian alive. But, and this is a little bit, Mark Wahlberg, Denzel Washington, that's your two most reliable. Now, please let me explain. I don't mean they're wonderful thespians that are going to be on Broadway, but these are two guys where if you part with $10 and two hours of your time, they're going to deliver. They just know how to pick good scripts. Let me give you an example. Steve Carell. There is nobody in the history of cinema that does a worse job in picking crappy projects than Steve Carell. I don't know what's wrong with him or his manager or his agent, but if Steve Carell is in some, don't go see it unless it's called The Office. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's a fantastic actor that cannot pick a good script or a good cast or a good producer. It's shocking. And Denzel and Wahlberg, are the opposite they pick good projects that you're happy you watch and that's really all that matters right the academy wants to give awards for yeah, cinematography yeah. If you've ever used the word cinematography you're a prick okay <laughs> if you do anything entertainment that's the only value there is Was well, yes. it's fun to watch yes or no walberg and denzel pick fun movies to watch
0: yes i agree with that i will say the one steve carell movie i did like 40 year old version i found to be very very funny and good um but yeah, he's like very, Steve Carell, like in interviews I've listened to, he sounds like he's trying to distance himself from like the Office character and, and Michael Scott. It's sure. like, wh- why? Why would you do that? Why, why don't you want to be the funny guy anymore? He's like, he wants to be treated as a serious actor, but no, one, yeah, no one's, sure. no one's watching that stuff, guy. No, okay. it's, hey,
1: it's ridiculous. I, Jim Carrey went through that same thing. Jim Carrey went through, yeah. this is who I want to be. Jim, I give a goddamn what you want. <laughs> we, the audience, will tell you. You don't tell us. Okay, you don't come out and tell us. We're the ones that buy it. We're the ones that want to see it. Make the funny faces and do the crazy stuff or go home. He he chose to go home. Now he's like making artwork at home because I mean, he's got nothing to do. It's like, yeah, Jim, because you're an idiot. Here's what you're good at doing. <laughs> Go out and do it. I mean, people want to see me for certain things. In all fairness, Paul much much smaller. They want to see me for certain. Things. I don't get to go into the NFL or baseball, of which I'd be great at. That's just, but that's not what they want to see me do. And they are the ones that get to choose. I mean, just by example, you get these actors that come out and they want to tell you, "No, excuse me, dum dum, we will let you know."
0: Yes, <clears throat> the audience decides well said the
1: audience decides yeah you know the rock went through this in all fairness where he's coming, of going don't call me the rock you know call me Dwayne. hey hey hey, stupid i'll call you what i want to call you and you're going to dance to the tune okay you don't tell me what to call you
0: yeah prince tried that but it's a very
1: prince. real thing it's a very real thing when these actors go i want to be taken as a serious act. what kind of life dream is that you want to be taken seriously as a guy who plays somebody he's not while reading lines that somebody else wrote. You're acting like there's an, I want to be taken as a serious act. Wow. You know what that means, Pa? That's old school right there. That's from the era to look that one up. A guy as young as you probably won't know that.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for, for calling me young before I let you go. You say you're wa- you're watching a lot of shows. Um, I forgot the, the show. You said you're currently watching. What's your favorite like series, favorite um, TV series or Netflix?
1: Okay. So, one of the great shows ever made that went under the radar is called The Shield. I tell you that because you should look it up. Um, One of the worst shows ever made that is actually officially ranked number one is called The Sopranos. Now, The Sopranos Sopranos not only sucked, but none of your viewers liked it, including you, and I can prove it. Now, you're going to, how could you prove what I like? I could just like... Excuse me, I can prove it. Okay, The Sopranos, have you ever rewatched it? No. Did it ever go to DV? No. Is it on demand? No. Did it get syndication? No. People love to go, oh, I love The Sopranos. Oh, it's so great. Oh, it's great. What was great about it? Well, uh, 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 the acting. Oh, you you mean the actors who have never had a job since because they suck out of it, and the only one on TV is Polly, who's selling bacon and eggs for Denny's commercials at 3 a.m. Those actors were great. Sopranos was garbage. Nobody even liked it. Nobody's ever rewatched it. Nobody ever bought it on DVD. They love to come out and say that they liked it. It's like the Hard Rock Cafe. You ever see those pricks that are walking, like Hard Rock Cafe, New York City? You ever gone to the Hard Rock Cafe? They don't know how to make a cheeseburger, okay? The place sucks, but there's something about it where you just have to come out and pretend uh, to play along. So I will tell you right now, The Shield, The Wire, is officially ranked the number two show of all time, and is somewhere right in there. But there's some great shows out right now. Uh, by example, Succession is a fantastic show. I would put Ozark as one mm-hmm. of the top shows ever made. I believe that Billions, and I'm I'm going new stuff. But I mean, TV's gotten so good right now. Um, Ray Donovan was a little overrated, but if you, I think you would enjoy it. There's a show called Shameless that's fantastic. But I just caught one pile that I didn't know existed. I just watched it. It was so good. Get Shorty. Not the movie. Oh. Get Shorty, the television series. It's on FX. Three seasons. Ray Romano, amongst others. Excellent, excellent TV.
0: Well, we appreciate the the recommendations. It's funny you talk about uh, um, It's fun-
1: What do you have to do? What do you <laughs> to, you know, you've been a little bit of a prick to me. The- what is? Oh, you know, appreciate that, you know. What what is it you have to do, Pile? There's a pandemic going on for good. Where, where is it you have to be? I've been no- trying to get rid. of the second i got here you know hey, here's your hat what's your hurry listen hey oh by the way jail thanks for coming to get the f what what, what is this all
0: about chill you're paranoid you're you're paranoid i hate i hate to see you like this i hate to see you like this man it's it's we're so happy you're here i could i could chop it up with you for hours this is a blast you know i like the soprano i like this i got here you lied (laughs) about
1: what happened with kyle dake and reese humphrey you, you won't concede that you never should have put Bo Nickel at 20, not for one day of his life, when he was second in the damn junior trials to the defending champion named Gabe Dean, who, by the way, he ends up running into in the NCAA Finals. Maybe you should pay a little bit more respect to the junior trials. He's got two wins over Mark Holland on YouTube that you didn't know about. That's why you liked him so low. I well, did you the- know, it doesn't happen in NCAA competition. No, excuse me. That's not an actual policy that you have, Pyle. You missed the match. That's what happened. You missed the match.
0: I rewatched The Sopranos also. I'll have you know. No, no yeah. one's
1: re-watched The Sopranos. The Sopranos is painful. It is painful. It is painful. It You're is so bad. Oh, my God. It was the most painful hour of the week every Sunday. Like, oh, <laughs> thank Lord and heaven above when it was over. Then you go, like, oh, Sopranos was the best TV show. Ever. Shut up, man. Come up with your own mind. Who told you it was a great TV show? Well, you know, I read that somewhere. Go with your own opinion. Sopranos sucked.
0: <laughs> the Wire is my favorite show. I'm obsessed with that show. show. I've rewatched it many times. Our friend Andrew Spey always says The Shield is like the greatest show of all time. Mm-hmm. And he's like dies on so maybe you would get along. Maybe next FRL we'll have him on you do you two guys can get along and uh, have your own. Versions of the truth just come out, and uh, you won't be so hostile, Chael. I hate to see you like this. I don't know if you didn't sleep well. Are you nervous about the Bellator show? You're gonna do great. You're gonna nail it, Chael. Speaking of the Bellator show, there's there's another wrestler on there, Taiwan Claxton. What do you you think of Taiwan?
1: Taiwan's great. You know, Taiwan turns out he's like a really smart guy. He does like computer. You know, programming and yeah. engineering, really smart. Guys. If you ever sit and visit with him, I think he'd really impress you. But uh, Taiwan's a great athlete. He, he's a great guy I think he's got a tough battle in front of him. But um, they're all tough, in, in, in fairness. Yeah. Taiwan's Ka- special, though, man. Taiwan's a special
0: human being. He, he's a good dude. Kyle went to Ohio with, turn, with Taiwan. Turned
1: a gut, <laughs> wrench. I'll tell you that much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kyle went to uh, Ohio University with Taiwan, so they, they know each other really well.
1: So oh we well, look at him that people. isn't that isn't that something yeah Ta- yeah taiwan's good dude man
0: he's bad dude yeah okay well this has been a blast i hope we i would love to do this again chale this was great i don't want to kick ben asking you don't mean that
1: you don't mean that man you've been nothing but rude and hostile towards <laughs> me ever since i got here pile there was never hey chale how are you how's things how's the the hot ass wife and the kids and there was so <laughs> What what have you done for me lately? You know, that's the way it goes sometimes.
0: All right, well, you're you know, the most what?
1: powerful man in wrestling, I guess you can do that. So I I'll, I'll have to concede.
0: Well, you know what? We can slow it down. Are you are you okay? How is the family? How how are they without you right now? Because you're in Connecticut, they're in Westland. How do they cope during these times? Pyle.
1: You can't ask me a question after I tee you up for the question. It comes across for what it is, which is insincere. You're going to have to wrap the show and go to bed tonight knowing you were a prick to me. All right. <laughs> that's, probably not, that's probably not going to feel great. That's probably going to keep you up. But that's what happened. And the people saw it. And you were a prick to jail. That's just what happened.
0: Well, if... Um...
1: Date versus Frank. That's it. That's all, it. Right. That's all that matters. Spring. This Saturday, July 25th, tell a friend, tune in, make a bet. Plenty of other great matches. I've had it with you all. Hey, is there something here when I do this? Wait, wait, hold on. There's some, is there something here?
0: Yeah, real close.
1: Is I that see funny? It. Is that funny or is that weird? Is this funny? No. I see a hole. Is there anything there?
0: <laughs> no, I see it. Yeah, There's we see your, your right eye, Chael. Look good. We're good yeah, to go. Is there
1: something happening?
0: No, there's nothing happening. We oh, just... you're
1: playing the music. You're playing the music.
0: <laughs> I didn't play it. That's... I'm hanging up. Thank, Thank you, Chael. Thank you, Chael. Sonnen. Oh, my gosh. That was a wild ride. I knew it would be. What a show. He's the best. People want him and Ben on together. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll just, <laughs> we'll just quit. You know what? I like working here, but you know what? That would probably be it for me. Um... Yes, Pile and Kyle. He calls me <laughs> Pile. I've corrected him. But his truth is his truth. That's There's only one Jail in, for better or for worse. <clears throat> and as he said, July 25th, it's just a, two days away, starting at, shoot, 740 Eastern. we yes. got the pre-show. 8 Eastern, the wrestling starts. Dake Chimizo, Caldwell Pletcher. David Taylor versus Miles Martin, Jack Mueller, Roman Bravo-Young, and Vito Rujo versus Sammy Alvarez live on flow. We will see you then. we got a lot more great content coming. See you soon. Thank you very much. Goodbye.